It all started with a dream. This is so stupid! <laughs> In my whole life, <laughs> I got some things to say. I'm still slowly dying, but uh. hey, we all are. <laughs> Good morning, Back Row Radio. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And you're streaming The Morning Side Hug. Completely loving, socially awkward, and decidedly Christian. We're a Back Row Morning Show exclusively on BackRowRadio.com. On today's show, we relive the wackiest airport experience we've had in our Monday memory. And we dive into a deeper topic. How will COVID-19 change our future? But first, it is March 30th, and we have a holiday to celebrate. We do have a holiday, and I don't think that we've ever actually celebrated this holiday on any of our shows, but it's an important one. Right? I I mean, I believe it. You just kind of looked like, I don't know. Oh, I was just trying to remember. Have we? I don't know. I don't don't think that we ever have. Uh... It is Doctor's Day. Woot. Woot, woot. (laughs) (laughs) An annual observance aimed at appreciating physicians who help save our lives every day. The annual, the annual, the annual holiday (laughs) first started, I just added that word right in there. (laughs) The holiday first started in 1933 in Winder, Georgia. Drink your coffee, Mo. In Winder, Georgia. And since then, it's been honored every year on March 30th, which was the first anniversary of a doctor using either anesthesia, ether anesthesia. (laughs) Oh, I really wanted to do this holiday justice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're so sorry. Yeah, we we really are. (laughs) So. Um, it's, it's honored every year on March 30th because that was the first anniversary of a doctor using ether anesthesia by Dr. Crawford W. Long. Today we continue to celebrate medical advances like these and thank all doctors everywhere who've spent so much time and energy mastering their fields of expertise, especially in this season of medical uncertainty. We also want to recognize the nurses and other healthcare workers, many of whom are working in their toughest situation ever right now. Absolutely. Happy Doctor's Day. Happy everybody. Doctor's Day. Um it is uh it, it's it's been a week. It's been a weird week. You know? And yeah, I mean, so it's been a week and a half, a little over a week and a half since we've had anybody at the church, which is strange. Like besides, you know, staff will come in every now and then, but for the most part Definitely no congregants, no no nobody else, and that's odd to walk into. Yeah. I'm the church janitor, janitor especially, so it's odd to not walk into a mess every other day. You know, need to clean. It's nice. I don't have all I was that much say, to clean. Is odd the right word but to use here? I'd, but it is also very weird. I'd say glorious, monumentous. <laughs> <laughs> but when you when you think about just the fact that nobody came to the church service on Sunday because we weren't open, but that nobody was here on a Sunday morning. That is very, has almost like an apocalyptic feel to it, you know? My kids have been saying 
this whole time, it's the apocalypse. Like, no joke, Mila has asked Chris multiple times, are we going to build a bunker? <laughs> We're not there <laughs> yet. No, it's... Uh... I, I, it's it's just it's really kind of unexplainable the feeling because some someone posted it the other day of uh, a tweet along the lines of I seem to ballet back and forth in my mind between panicking too much and not panicking enough yeah <laughs> because we really don't know how to feel and then every now and then we have this oh my gosh what's happening and then we're like what's on Netflix yeah you know it's it's this weird dichotomy. Of uh, the Even, cure is laziness. <laughs> do not go to Netflix for hope, because you will find Tiger King, and that is not hopeful. Tiger King? Oh, what is that? My, no, mm -mm. <laughs> no. I don't it's, even want to give it any promotion. I really don't. I like if is it, it a reality show? If you want to call it that. Matt, it's so, like... <laughs> I'm so curious. It is one of those black holes where, like, the first episode, you're like, what on earth am I even watching right now? <laughs> but then you can't stop watching it because you want to know, like, does this have any sort of resolution at all? Does this does this come around to, to make any good sense <laughs> at all? And so you watch the whole series and... and in a day, and at the end, you're like, I can't believe I just wasted my day on that. <laughs> but it's like, it's go, it, everybody, my whole news feed has been about it. Really? John Berkey even posted about it. I haven't heard of it in my whole life. It's, it, it's a Netflix original, okay. and it's original. Okay, so it's a real show then. It's not a reality show, it's a real scripted show. No, it's about real people. Is it, it really? Okay. It, oh. Interesting. I don't want to say watch it. I do not. <laughs> but I am not going to give it any sort of promotion. I'm not going to talk further about it because it's just it. Listen, I love trash TV. I'm the first person to say it. I love me some Real Housewives of New Jersey and Bravo television. Your early teenage years watching Jerry Springer every yes. night. Yes. Hashtag fact, but even this for me was like I I I know. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> my husband left me for my Nazi toaster oven. <laughs> That's what Jerry Springer shows were every time. <laughs> and that is mild in comparison to Tiger King. Okay, Tiger King. Tiger. I thought you said Tiger King, and that's why I was really confused. I'm like, okay, so this is like some sort of... He has of... a junkyard. <laughs> yeah, either a junkyard or it's like two competing uh, car businesses, tire businesses. Now see, that like storage tire. wars. No, that even... Okay, I got a whole different point tiger. of view now. Tiger. Right. <laughs> now Ti it's not even interesting. I it... don't even want to see it. You just wait. You just wait. What murder, is... mystery, mayhem. That's what it says. Tiger King. Murder, mystery, and mayhem. What are some uh, what are some shows you have been binge watching? Okay, during this so time? for real? Yeah. This was actually gonna be one of my I love you things, but I could come up with something different. I love you things? I... Oh things you love. <laughs> 
I was genuinely confused. All right. <laughs> I'm so tired right now. Um, the Bates family. I have been watching the Bates family on repeat. Oh, okay. Nonstop. I know what you're talking about. From their first season all the way up until their current season that they're showing. Because here's why. For those who don't know, the Bates are like another family of Duggars. The Bates also have 19 children. Golly. Um, they live in East Tennessee, about an hour and 15 minutes from where Chris and I call home. So for me, it's not only like this wow factor of, okay, this family has 19 kids and they run amazingly well, but it's also a touch of home. You know, I feel, I, I know the places that they're filming in. I mm. see the trees and it just makes me feel like we're at home. Um, they're a Christian family who run on Christian values. They homeschool their children. And now more than half of them are adults and getting married and having children of their own and, and having their own lives. So... I have been watching it since season one, since the very beginning. They actually were really good friends with the Duggars, and so that's how they got their own kind of spinoff reality show on Up TV. And um, I decided, I guess, early in the week this past week that I was going to start at season one and just rewatch it all the way over again. Oh. They're on season nine now. Um I can't do that with Currently. reality shows. I really? I like, go back and watch it again. Oh, gosh. I love it. <laughs> I, I'm a reality TV show junkie. But I've purposely been watching the Bates because it puts me in a good mindset. Mm, okay. It takes me out of the whole, like, Yeah, I, I, like the Bates and the, and the Duggars, and, those are, and, and to a degree, at least, uh, Duck Dynasty, those kind of yeah, shows. Those yeah. are more positive Mm -hmm. it's not about it's not trash tv it's not about watching people's lives fall apart and argue and all this kind of stuff exactly yeah family values type thing i get that yeah that's what so no joke i watched watched it all week i'm almost caught up but i spent a day i think it was thursday watching stupid tiger king okay (laughs) all week long i was in such a good mindset and a good mind frame helping with the kids and doing this and blah, 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 and just being really overall just happy and in a good mood. And then Thursday, my kids decide that they're two out of three of my children, the more active two out of the three, decide that they're going to go out back and build this, like, wipeout thing (laughs) in the backyard. Thank you. Wipeout course in the backyard. And somehow... My daughter ends up falling backwards off of the picnic table, feet straight up in the air. Afterwards, Cannon is like, Mom, when she fell, I for real thought she was gone. I thought I thought she was dead. Because the way that she fell, like our picnic table sits less than a foot away from our house. So, like, she had to have folded herself up oh. as she fell and came straight down in between the house and the picnic table. She's got a huge gash on one of her legs, two huge bruises on her leg, a huge knot on her forehead. The bridge of her nose is all busted up. Jeez. And so this is happening as I'm watching Tiger King. And I'm not <laughs> in the best mindset. Like, I'm so confused with what I'm watching currently and just... <laughs> what I'm putting into my into my mind is garbage. 
So they come in and first of all, she didn't want to come in. She's standing off to the side and she's like, no, Cannon, I'm not going in. And Cannon's like, Mila, come on, you just have to come in. You have to, we have to make sure you're okay. And she's like, am I bleeding? Like touching her nose and her face. She's absolutely convinced that her whole face is falling off. (laughs) And I'm like, what is happening? Instead of coming at it from a very loving, (laughs) compassionate, Bates mom kind of mindset, I have gone Tiger King crazy. And I am screaming at my child who is convinced that she's going to have to be rushed to the emergency room because she just had a fall off of the picnic table. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get that. I get the need for positivity. Yeah. Now, it's been the same, uh, well, not the same, but, <laughs> it's been, <laughs> but it's been a similar mindset with me. Um, we've been we've been watching Good Girls. Have you seen that yet? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. About Love the two waitresses, show. right? No? No, no, no. Oh. That's, that's, that's something completely else. Good Girls is about the three, like, moms, like suburban moms who basically become master counterfeiters okay yes or whatever it's i do really, know that one really good show really well written but um since all this just constant cloud of stress has descended upon the world i have not wanted to watch it yeah i want to watch frasier you know which is the other show we've been going through when there's not anything new to watch so yeah. we're watching frasier and we're skipping good girls and now those are piling up behind us because i just can't do it and, you know, that's Deidre and I get to watch TV at night. You know, that's the last thing we get to do after we put the kids down. We have about an hour, hour and a half where we just get to chill and watch some of our shows together. And I just, we, I can't do it. I can't watch anything, like, super serious. The, the most serious I can get is Smallville. Because I've been going through Smallville. And that's only because it still has a very hopeful note. Good Girls always ends on some terrible cliffhanger of, oh, my gosh, how are they going to get out of this? You know, yeah. just like Breaking Bad did. Uh, for a while. And yeah, I just find myself having to gravitate towards more uplifting, more hopeful things. Uh, feel good Funny television. things. Yeah, feel yeah. good television. So Frasier, Smallville, that's what I've been doing. Um, but then, uh, I don't know if it was yet. It was a couple days ago. I remembered a YouTube channel called Local 58. And I realize they, they, they come out with – they're very short videos and they come out very randomly and after long periods of – long stretches of time. And I found out that there was a new one that they put out like four months ago. And so I'm like, oh, awesome. So I watched that and I'm like, I got to watch them all again. All told, they're less than 30 minutes together. I think there's eight episodes. So, I mean, it's essentially one episode of a show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is the – it's it's – it's creepy stuff, but I don't like like scary stuff. There's no like jump scares or anything. It's just like unsettling, creepy stuff. And for some reason, I found it very cathartic to watch through these again because it it almost like put me in a world of, look, it could be so much worse than it <laughs> is right now. <laughs> That's fair. Do you like do you like creepy stuff? Do you, y'all, y'all watch y'all watch like scary movies every now and then, don't you? We watch scary movies the entire month of October, yeah, and then that, we don't the rest of the you year. Don't? Okay. Well, I mean, this isn't this isn't like those. You know, it's not like typical scary movies. It's just that kind of what's happening. Just like this unsettling thing in Heart your heart, slightly racing, yeah. and so 
I, I'm going to recommend you and Chris watch it. And I I bet Topher would like it too. Maybe even Canon. Maybe Mila. I don't know. It's really weird. But um, Local 58 is what it's called. And it's it's like a... It's like a local cable television channel. Okay. okay? And it's, it's typically set like in the 90s or earlier. And it's coming from different time periods, each video. But it's like this this station keeps getting kind of overtaken by some other unseen entity okay. and showing you things. I don't want to give any of it away because I want you to piece it together yourself. Okay. Uh, and we still don't really know the overarching story behind it. We're getting little bits and pieces as it comes along, but it has to do with the moon. That's the, the big thing that is freaking everybody out. Uh, but I'll let you know why later. But that it's just been a very, it's a very creative channel. Uh, I think there's only one guy behind it. I'm pretty sure. Um, but he takes takes you know months crafting these really neat, uh, creepy things, and they're all different. None of them are like the same. It's not like a continuing story hmm. uh, in the same vein. It's like all at one, the first one is called uh, "You're on the fastest available route," and it's about basically just following a guy's camera as he's driving somewhere you know it's the sat nav it's the it's the okay and you don't know where he's driving but it just gets a little creepier and a little creepier as it goes on the whole thing's i think four minutes long but uh did something happen oh just cool it's so cool check it out local 58 okay (laughs) watch that not tiger king (laughs) not tiger king <laughs> um anything else anything else happened this week? <laughs> I mean, I saw your post with the uh with all the chalk work and the I like that you did all the uh the fence artwork that yeah. we saw that that weird mosaic uh-huh. chalk art that you did it like on the outside fence where people could see it driving by. Yeah. Really neat. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, what else? You laughed, so I'm assuming you have a story. Well, you know, I think most of our life these days has been on social media, whether we're mm-hmm. posting or we're just scrolling. But I said earlier before we started recording that the creativeness of people is killing me because they're just getting they're getting funny. And right. you're seeing more of the funniness of people coming out. Anyway, so some of the memes are really getting to me, so much so that <laughs> there was a, a meme that said something about... Um, Whatever you do, don't cut your kid's hair. Well, I definitely cut my kid's <laughs> hair um, this week. Thinking, like with the mindset that, because since then our our state has decided that we would not be going back to school at all yeah. for the school year. But prior to that, when I was actually, when I decided to cut my kid's hair, they hadn't made that announcement yet. And so I thought, okay, well, we still have about a week and a half of, <laughs> of our scheduled leave. If, if I totally butcher their hair, that gives it enough time to at least grow back and I can take them in somewhere to get it fixed. Um, so that was my mindset. But I watched a, quite a few YouTube videos, and I have a really good friend who has always cut her husband's hair and all of her kids' hair. And so I just kind of tapped into my inner Jessie there, and I was like, okay, I can. if she can do it, I can totally do this. And so I take the kids into my bathroom, and I start cutting. And I'm like, okay, I got this. I take my oldest first because he is the least 
concerned about his appearance mm. and his looks. And so I thought, okay, I'll I'll practice on him. <laughs> um, if I totally butcher his hair, he'll be like, oh, okay, this sucks, but whatever. No big Shave deal. Shave it off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I did a really good job. I was really impressed. And so then I call my middle child in, who is like super, super concerned <laughs> with his looks. His hair has to be on point. Um, the only thing that I did wrong with his hair was he likes a hard part, which basically essentially means that they shave a part into. Really? Yeah. Um, with a, a razor, all, they just. I'm all lost on any of the new hairstyle trends since I don't have any. <laughs> Haven't had any since I was. 19. Matt has a natural hard part that goes... <laughs> I'm all hard parts. I went too far on the hard part. So anyway, the hard part is supposed to be very small. Just obvious that there's a part there okay. within your... Yeah, I made it a little bigger than what it's supposed to be. Inch wide. Just slightly. <laughs> but, so the biggest thing was, you know, just like when babies, if they fall... If you don't make a big deal about it, then they get back up and they're fine. <laughs> so I didn't make a big deal about it. I just kept cutting and I was like, okay, that was a little more than I meant to do, but okay, whatever. Um, so then it's all said and done. And I was like, you want to see your hair? And he's like, yeah, sure. He looks in the mirror and he's, mom, you did a really great job. This actually, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and I was like, What? And I'm trying not to laugh at this point because I know. <laughs> I know what I did. I know, but I I just don't want him to know that I know. <laughs> what? Cannon, it looks great. I don't know what. Mom, that is huge. I can stick my pinky in it. <laughs> so other than that. Gracious. Yeah. Write a little note in a Sharpie just on that little piece of flesh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He actually said, you know, I wonder if there's a way that I can just color it with something. And I was like, well, there is a way, but you ain't going to do it. Hair in a can from Ronco. (laughs) So anyway, that's what's up in our home. Weird times. Coming up next. (laughs) Oh, nope. That's what we did last week. Why do I always do this? I never remember to update like the little... (laughs) Little outros. Coming up next, our first Monday memory. We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. We're going to kick off the second hour with five random facts. Five random facts. Penguins can't taste sweet or savory flavors according to genetic... Oh my goodness. (laughs) We thought you'd had an hour to to (laughs) coffee up here. (laughs) According to genetic data. They can only taste sour and salty foods. That wouldn't be such a terrible way to live. I like sour stuff a lot, and I love salty stuff. I but then would again, die. But then again, I'm thinking, like, if I had, like, a sour gummy worm, but I couldn't taste the sweet after the sour? Yeah. Yeah, that would be terrible. Never be mind. awful. That's a, a bad idea. <laughs> Never mind. I don't like that. <laughs> it's just all the bad part of the warhead. That's <laughs> so. Truthfully. In truth. 
2010, a frustrated JetBlue flight attendant announced he was quitting after the plane's PA system... Over. <laughs> oh, my word. Um, yeah, he announced this over the PA's system upon landing. He then grabbed two beers from a beverage cart and left by deploying the plane's emergency slide. I feel like this is how you would quit (laughs) on a plane. You know what, everybody? Your attention, please. I'm out. (laughs) And slide on down. (laughs) That's the coolest way to quit an airline ever, isn't it? Listen, this is premeditated quitting right here right. at its finest. He has thought about this a long time. That or just, it's, maybe he just had that whole trip over the Atlantic to, to come up with his exit strategy. That, yeah, like, that's nope, true. Nope, today's going to be my last day, and I'm going to make it memorable. I'm out. <laughs> I can't say that I would not have done the same. <laughs> A 22-year-old college student named Dave McPherson was the first person to enter Disneyland when it opened in 1955, becoming their first guest ever. He's been using his lifetime entry ticket to go back every year since. Which, that's a lot of years at this point. What, that's... Is that 65 or 75? 75. Is it 75? No. 65? 65. <laughs> See? <laughs> it's, uh, that's hard math to do right in right in the head like that. All math is hard for me. <laughs> but yeah, 65 years, and he was 22 then, so he's uh, 87, 87 now. I can do that math. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Uh, women are often attracted to men with a good sense of humor because it's associated with honesty and higher intelligence. So I tricked my wife. That's why you and Chris are married. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And listening to music you love causes your brain to release larger amounts of dopamine, relieving stress and boosting your mood. Mm -hmm. That that really, that's an interesting fact in and of itself because that really does explain how like if you're listening to kind of depressing music, like a lot of people describe NF as depressing sometimes because a lot of his songs are him struggling with something and yet that can still make you feel better. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. If, if this is music that you like, even if it's kind of a little bit of a downer sometimes in the songs, you feel better after listening to it. It's yeah. almost kind of a camaraderie thing. Like Misery Loves Company, kind of. That's why country music is such a big thing. Yeah, I, I get that. That is, it's a very depressing genre in and it of really itself. Is, yeah, but uh, people love it. Right. I also think that's why Twenty One Pilots is so popular because it came. It they came to the scene. Uh, I guess became popular. I want to say about a decade ago, uh, because they slowly got connected with teenagers that were kind of outside of that mainstream, you know, genre and they connected with them. And, you know, 21 pilots, the main guy deals with, you know, he's dealt with suicidal thoughts Mm -hmm. for a lot of his life. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it's still an issue uh, because he brings it up in music, but I can understand how that connection can actually make you feel better. Even if it's a song about how 
hard it is to struggle with this kind of stuff makes you feel better it's a it's a cool music is a cool thing one of the one of the greater gifts from god in my opinion uh because it does more than we think it does it's not just flouting a melody in our words yeah it's neat all right we are doing a new segment today uh and it's called monday memories and what inspired this is that Mo and I did a morning show. Uh, it's essentially the same morning show. We just kind of renamed it and relaunched it uh, a little while ago. But we did a morning show for over a year called the Back Row Morning Show. And those aren't the, those episodes aren't online anywhere. You can't go back and listen to them at the moment. And that depressed me <laughs> because those shows are, a lot of them are really, really good. It is very uh, sad. And we have a lot of cool stories, a lot of cool content that we've already done. And I don't want to just redo all that content because it won't be as genuine. Um, so what we're going to be doing uh, every Monday is we're going to share a clip, uh, a, a story or a segment from the past that that uh, is particularly good. But we're also going to do that to bring awareness to you that we are going to be slowly adding in those old episodes to our Morning Side Hug podcast feed. Uh, so they're they're all titled with a, or not titled, but they're all they all have a photo um, that says before the Morning Side Hug back row morning show on them, and uh, we threw up, I believe the first few weeks over the weekend. So by the time you're listening to this, you'll hear. You'll be able to go back and see all those. Sometimes it takes a while on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts to, to show up like when you're adding older episodes instead of new ones. But Spotify usually has them right away when we add them. So you can check them out there. Uh, they're, they're good stuff. Uh, <laughs> so all the talk about how nobody is flying anymore uh, has Mo and I remembering our crazy race to not miss our flight out of California a few years ago. I remember it like it was yesterday. We went to the Celebrate Recovery Summit a few weeks ago, uh, which is in LA. Well, it's in Lake, Lake City. Lake, Lake City? That Lake. wasn't it, was it? Lake City! It wasn't Lake City, is it? I think it was Lake really? View or Lake I'm Wood. I'm pretty Lake. sure it's Lake City. I'm going to Google it real She's quick Google while it. you continue anyway, telling your story. We went to the Celebrate Recovery Summit. And uh, we were there most of the week. The summit's like three days, uh, but we were there most of the week. And we were there Saturday. We had the option of flying out Saturday at like 6 a.m. or 6 p.m. Oh, my gosh. So we pick 6 p.m. Always pick 6. No, you pick 6 a.m. No, no, no. We pick 6 p.m. to leave. We stay the whole day. Oh, to leave. To leave. Sorry. Which I... Sorry. Looking back, and we probably should have left at 6 a.m. because we were all done. We were all dead, but uh, we stayed that whole day and we decided we would go to Hollywood and uh, a few of us uh, decided we were going to get some tattoos. Okay, but let me, let me tell the story. Go for it. We, while sitting in the airport, getting ready to leave for California. (laughs) While we were still sitting in Albuquerque. Right. (laughs) Waiting on our plane. Somebody had said, hey, it'd be fun if we all got tattoos while we were on this trip. Who said it? Kendra. It was a Kendra? Okay. And almost everyone except for one person was like, yeah, let's do it. That'd be a great idea. Matt ran with this idea. Mm-hmm. 
and started making plans. Well, let's do without it without telling any anybody else until the very last day. And no. then that's like, no, no, yes! no, no, no. I told Chris in the airport while we were sitting there. I'm like, there are like seven tattoo parlors. Okay, again, before <laughs> we even left New Mexico. <laughs> so we have so a whole knew. week in between. Not this. my fault. You can't remember a whole week <laughs> that we all just kind of think, eh. We didn't have time. The days have passed. Oh, well, not getting tattoos. And then we wake up on the last day and Matt's like, this is the tattoo parlor that we're going to. It is this many miles away from the house. It is this many miles away from the airport. I have already scheduled appointments. This is what we're doing. We scheduled appointments. <laughs> I, I I'm the kind one, of thinking that you I did schedule the one appointments. I wanted to go to. Yeah. I, I figured that we would need to go to several if everybody was going to get theirs. Um because and we would have they're all small most of them are small anyway we would have had to go to several but miraculously somehow a tattoo parlor that typically only takes appointments appointments had two artists there available and ready to go and a cancellation which is why i'm thinking you secretly made appointments (laughs) i didn't but anyway we got that we got this tattoo and uh this is the first tattoo i've gotten in a while and it's the biggest one and uh, they put that like when I first my first tattoo I got the bandage they gave me was like saran wrap wrapped all the way around my arm with tape on all the way around it so it wasn't going anywhere. But this time they put like this weird medical tape. It was like clear and it just laid on top of it and it's supposed Did to it stay really there stick? for two days. Well, within an hour, I had sweated that thing clean off. And I am, it's my tattoos bleeding, black ink everywhere, blood, black ink blood. And so we're on our way to the, ho- or to the hospital. We're on our way to the airport. We probably should have gone to the hospital. And I, I should have stopped at a Walgreens is or what something. I should have done. But I'm like, they got duty-free shops and stuff there. I'm sure they got some uh, bandages or something. Mm. So I get there and I'm looking at every place, every single store. Not a single, not even a Band-Aid. You can't buy anything. You can buy toiletries. You can buy lotion. And I think you can buy, like, clippers and junk. But you can't buy Band-Aids, bandages, uh, ointments of any kind or anything like that. So I'm like, is there a first aid stand somewhere? What if someone cuts themselves? Anything? I just need, like, a thin piece of gauze. And they're like, no, sorry. This is LAX. (laughs) This is one of the biggest airports in America. There's no first aid stand. There's no nothing. Nothing. Not a single store carries some uh, first aid supplies. Nothing. So that was an inconvenience. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine that I'm the first person that has ever had a bleeding something in an airport. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I think as a parent, nothing would send me into a bigger tailspin than my kid trips and falls and gets a bloody something or other. Right. <laughs> and there is nothing in the airport that Just I can Just get do. on the plane bleeding, I guess. Right? And then go up into the high pressure zone and yeah. spurt out even more. So I thought that, that they weren't happen, going so. to allow us on the plane because Chris also got a tattoo that was very large. His was much bigger, yeah. <laughs> very, he got a quarter sleeve done. Again, this whole situation somehow is one big miracle. I'm convinced. Well, y'all almost didn't make it to the plane. Well, we didn't almost <laughs> make it to the plane. But again, 
that's a miracle in and of itself that I will I'll tell. But I really thought that they didn't they weren't going to let us get on the plane because yeah. Chris was just bleeding all the way down his arm. And I'm looking at it thinking they don't require us to give like proof that you don't have any bodily diseases that right. can be passed through blood and we're about to go climb on a plane, a very small confined area with hundreds of people and unassigned seating. Unassigned seating. And and you're bleeding down your arm. They're going to end up telling us, sir, I'm sorry, you cannot board this plane. I was I was ready for it. I was. It was this trip, though, that I learned. And just this week, I you will be glad to know I have made a doctor's appointment to discuss some anxiety that I have um, with my family practitioner. <laughs> Um, but it was this trip that I really learned. I may have some serious, and I'm not just joking, yeah, like I'm not right. making light of it. Honestly. I may have some serious anxiety issues that I struggle with. <laughs> um, this, as I said, Matt had made these plans to go to this tattoo parlor, and there were two tattoo artists there. And when we get there and we explain what all... The four of us, Matt, Deidre, Chris, and myself, we all wanted to get something. Yeah. Um, mine was going to be relatively small. Just a little tiny butterfly is what I was, by the end of it, was all I was going to get. <laughs> um, and then... And, Chris, we had, and we had like three We had three, three hours. hours. We had yeah, plenty we had of time. We had a time. We figured one tattoo artist would be taken by Chris's right. quarter sleeve. And then everybody else was having relatively smaller stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yours was bigger, but it's still just a still palm, like a palm yeah. size yeah. tattoo. It's not nowhere near not big by any yeah. means. Um, and then Deidre was just she got her very first tattoo. I'm telling it on air, which she surprised everybody with. She did. She was the one that didn't want a tattoo at the airport. <laughs> oh, was she? Well, oh. she? I mean, she was the one that was like, oh, and she rolled her eyes when I said it. And oh yeah, whatever. but she told me she was sitting there thinking, this might be my opportunity to get a tattoo. Yeah. And she surprised me with that like the night before yeah. we went. I'm like, no way. Yeah. Very straight laced. Very. Yeah. Non- I would never. adventurous. Yeah. I would never <laughs> when imagine. When it comes to that stuff. And go figure, it didn't hurt her at all. She sat there. We were, I had Mo record it and she's just, eh. Feels like you're writing pretty hard on me with a pen. I've never heard Deidre be more Valley Girl than what she was in this video, but she turns and looks at me and she gives this face of seriously, like her eyes kind of rolled back in her head and it's cocked to the left a little bit. And she's like, it just feels like you're drawing on me like really hard with a pen. (laughs) Doesn't hurt like at all. And the guy, the tattoo artist said, yeah, or scratching you with something. And she goes, uh, yeah, I guess. And <laughs> <laughs> like, you have got to be kidding me. I was expecting like screams and wincing in pain. And oh my gosh, you didn't tell me it was going to hurt this bad. Nothing. Nothing. Nope. So don't go get a tattoo with Deidre because she'll make you feel like a weenie. <laughs> um, but by the end of it, it was just the three of them who had gotten a tattoo. And... What was supposed to take three hours ended up taking four. We had a 640 flight. Mm -hmm. We did not leave the tattoo parlor. We were supposed to leave by four o'clock. We did not leave the tattoo parlor until five o'clock. Now, I had already left at this point because I had to take another car uh, and the rest of the group 
two of our cars basically went to the airport. Yeah. Uh, and I had, to, I had to take a group. So it was Mo and Chris. It was like 3.15 at this point. Yeah. And Deidre had not even started to get her tattoo at that point. Yeah. But we asked the tattoo artist and he's like, yeah, I got it. Not a big deal. Absolutely. I'm like, okay, I'm leaving y'all here. Make it to the airport. Yep. I left. Yep. (laughs) And then time just kept passing. It kept ticking away. (laughs) Ticking away. So yeah. So Deidre messaged me that, um, yeah, we're, we're about to head out. They just finished and. And we're about to head out. And that was then like 20 minutes later. I'm like, all right, are y'all on your way? She's all, they haven't picked me up yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's so almost five. We had the brilliant idea to valet park our car because you're only in LA once and you only get to valet park in <laughs> LA. Yeah, right? So Chris and I were like, absolutely. Valet parking for $20 for what ended up being almost five hours. Sure, why not? Not considering that there were other people going to be in front of us at the line to pick up up said valeted car. And um, I, Deidre texts me and she's like, are you guys on your way? I just paid. And I'm like, no, we are waiting to get our car from the parking. I am freaking out. (laughs) Freaking out. (laughs) We're going to miss the flight. All that Deidre had said all week was how she, how much she had missed her boys. It was going to be my fault that she was going to have to catch a later flight and she wasn't going to be able to make it home to see her boys for a whole other day. <sighs> I was losing it. Like, Yep. So at this point, it. we, uh, our two cars had already made it to Avis, dropped our car off. And apparently there had been an accident somewhere in that area that had knocked out all the power mm-hmm. in that section. Uh, not to the airport, but to the Avis rental car place, so nobody could check in normally. Right. So we get there, and and on the one hand, it was good because we we're just like, just get out, we'll email you your stuff, and yep. so we could just get out and leave, get in the line to get on the bus. But it was bad because it messed up the buses schedule mm-hmm. as well. So the buses were running a lot slower. So they there were. was a guy out there, little dude in a red hat and tie, just apologizing. Guys, we're really sorry. We're gonna try and get you there. Uh, buses are running slow, but you know we'll 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 get you there. We'll definitely get you on time. Just let yep. us know if if uh, you're running late or anything, and we'll figure something out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. By the time we actually make it to Avis, I am watching like my phone the later. entire time. <laughs> watching my phone the entire time because I know we have the six forty flight. Mm-hmm. It is six o'clock when we pull up to Avis. Six o'clock. There were no stoplights, which. Looking back, it was kind of a good thing. You know, people were not driving like maniacs. They weren't being stupid or insane. So we were able to get there, I think, in what was a faster time. Right, absolutely. um, Still, the power was out. So we did the whole drop off. We'll email you the receipt. Chris and I ran into the building to use the restroom really quick. We run in. It is a dark building, dark bathrooms. I go to turn my flashlight on on my phone so I can actually see where I'm sitting to pee. And... um. Miraculously, lights come on. And at that moment, I'm like, OMG, God has got us. We are going to get there. I might still have a panic attack, but it's going to happen. Like somehow, somehow the second that we drop the car off at Avis and we don't have to worry about all the big hassle of getting the receipt and whatever, somehow the power automatically comes on. No, there aren't coincidences. They're just things that God puts in place for you. So that was one of them. 
Chris and I use the bathroom. We run out. We get our stuff only to find that Daedra, the most introverted person I think I have ever met in my entire life, walks up to said Avis guy in his little red hat (laughs) and, and tie and just happens to say, sir... We have a 6.40 flight. Is there, do you know by chance how long the buses are going to be? And he becomes our angel. <laughs> Guys, come with me. Come with me, he says. We're going to take you to the, as he looks, looks at us with these eyes, like, just go along with what I'm saying. We're going to take you to the Hilton. That's where you're going. But he drives us in his little SUV at almost 80 miles an hour through L.A. traffic from Avis to the airport Directly to our gate. We make it there within 10 minutes, tops. We get out. He's yelling at us, run, run, run. Go catch your flight. Don't be late. You got it. I'm looking at Chris screaming, tip him, tip him. I don't care how much you give him. You give him all the money in your wallet. I don't care. (laughs) We make it in. Our bags have the nice little neon green late checked bag sticker that they have so to they put on it. they run them out there. Yep, they run Mm-mm. them out there. They get us our boarding passes really quick. They can see that we're flustered. They tell us which line to go to for the security check. There's nobody in front of us for those lines. Every other line has like five or six people in it. But the one aisle number eight, there is no one in it. We go straight through. I'm pretty sure they didn't even look at our bags through the security check. They did, I had lotion in there. I had food in there. I had stuff in there that you were clearly supposed to take out. I didn't. And they didn't say anything. They didn't check anything. We get out. Chris still had not had time to put his belt back on his shorts or his shoes on. And we are literally running, like Home Alone style, running through the airport to our gate. I still have this vision. I hope it always stays in my head of looking back at my husband, who hasn't been able to run for over a year now because of his double ankle surgeries, you know, looking back at my husband, who was running while... One hand is carrying his belt that is slinging around, <laughs> quite possibly could knock anybody out that <laughs> runs past him. And the other hand is holding up his shoes while also holding up his shorts so that they don't fall to his ankles. And Deidre and I are just booking it as fast as we can to the line. We kind of thought, you know what, if we, if the two of us make it to the line, we can hold it for Chris. You know, he doesn't mm-hmm. have right, to right, run right. with us. We can hold it for Chris. We get there and turn the corner to our gate and see the rest of our group. Still, No just one has not in, even yeah. boarded yet. And it was like the heavens opened up and angels started singing. <laughs> right, because by the time you got to Avis, the flight said it was boarding. Yes, phone, I, had right? check- yeah. I had been so checking So y'all were and in checking. super panic mode. Yes. Yeah. No, not y'all. Not y'all. You? Deidre was in the back being silent, which I think was her way of panicking. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, I'm freaking out like, and the whole time. So something that I had learned on Summit was when you pray, don't continuously pray over and over and over again what you've already asked for. God's already heard it. He right. already knows what you need and what you want. You he know, knows what urgent is. He's good. He's got it. So it, I had prayed a couple times, God, please just get us there. God, please get us there. God, And then it hit me and I was like, God, you know what we need. You, you are capable, you are faithful, you will get us there, I trust you. And the whole time Chris is driving and he's like, God's got us, guys. God's got us. This trip was very eye-opening for Chris and it was like going to Summit with one Chris and coming home with a completely different. And this was the trusting in God, 
he knows he's faithful, Chris, as he's driving, and he's just not a big deal driving through LA traffic. And I'm looking at him like, you have got to be kidding me. I am freaking out over here. Why are you not freaking out? We only have so many people lined up to keep our kids. We cannot be late. We have to make it home. Oh, but hey, you made it. We made it. There, It was great. And it's a good story to tell. Ah, good memory. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up next in our coronavirus sequel, we give you our thoughts on the last week and discuss... Discuss... I can't read. (gasps) I can read. I just can't pronounce. That's the different thing. Really? (laughs) Discuss what changes will remain long after the virus is gone. We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And in this third hour... We bring you back to the topic of the coronavirus and COVID-19. we got a bird right outside our window. And right outside. keeps coming back. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I keep saying it's been a strange time. It, it really is. But at this point, let's see, at this point in New Mexico, as of this recording anyway, we have almost 200 cases. Like it's slowly growing, which we knew it would because right. now they're starting to roll out testing. Uh, so it's likely we already had far of the uh, several of these cases, far more than we thought. Um, and we're just now being able to confirm them. Uh, it's also going a little faster because the CDC doesn't have to confirm every test anymore. If the test says it's like they, they almost did a double test leading up to now. Uh, so now... Test comes back right away. They can tell you and they can say that report it in the numbers. Mm. But as you said earlier, our governor made some more sweeping declarations. <laughs> She's pretty much followed California most steps of the way. A uh, few days after California does something, uh, our governor does something here in New Mexico. Um, but yeah, school canceled for the rest of the year. Not necessarily canceled, I guess. Uh, it'll be continuous learning distance at home. learning yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't know what that's gonna look like for my kindergartner but uh yeah that'll be fun mm-hmm. we're gonna find that out soon as our school drafts what they're gonna do um, but they've also I've noticed every every update that's come out so far up until this last one churches and places of worship have been listed as an essential service. Or essential business or whatever mm-hmm. you want to... What, uh, essential. There we go. The caveat of just essential. Um, and then they came out with the, the the big sweeping overhaul of stay at home, don't do anything, five people or less, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that churches weren't listed in the essential thing anymore. And I'm like, I don't think legally she can do that. Yeah. And so I looked, I finally found like the actual press release and I noticed there's just one tiny sentence, not even in like the essential business list. It's down further. One tiny sentence in the mass gathering section that says mass gathering at this point is considered five people or more. Uh, so you can't do that. 
and then it says in tiny sentence in the bottom, uh, churches and houses of worship uh, do not qualify as mass gatherings. And so there's just a tiny caveat tucked away yep. to allow you to You have to, to search church. for it. <laughs> But because uh, because we have five people that come up, specific exactly five people that come up on Sundays to do the live stream. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, can we all be here at the same time? Do we have to cut it down? <laughs> um, Families yeah. of, of more than five were like, what do we do? Right. Is it a survivor <laughs> thing? Like, do we have to start voting out or? or... What do the mates do? What do the duggers <laughs> do? We need to know. <laughs> Um, and so with that, we, we've got an unknown timeline of how long this is going to last. Uh, news reports have been coming out out of like the UK and other places that maybe our fears about this were a bit overblown, which is good. Mm -hmm. You'd rather overreact than underreact with something like this. But it, it looks like as we're finding more and more cases of people who, have it but had none or very little or mild symptoms it's starting to look like the 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 death percentage or whatever mm -hmm. is closer to the flu after all right instead of being way higher which uh hopefully does turn out to be the case but that's it's it's quickly growing that way uh and so hopefully hopefully they're thinking that the top of this curve the top of this bell is going to happen mid-April. And then things are going to slowly start getting back to normal, assuming that it doesn't just like re-emerge as something huge once we start getting back to normal. Yeah. But that led, led me to question, what things are never going to get back to normal? What things are going to change or what things maybe should change moving forward? And the first thing that, I, that came to mind was, Shaking hands as a normal greeting. Should we stop shaking hands altogether? Find some other way to greet or just, you know, have a polite greeting as you're greeting. Why, why shake hands at this point? You know what I mean? Listen, just be smart. <laughs> just have common sense. There's someone who I specifically told I would never shake his hand to again. Because he spit in his hand before trying to shake it. <laughs> and to this day, I have not shaken his hand since. Yeah, ever since you told me that, I don't shake his hand either or give him a high five or nothing. And he constantly like comes up with like, hey, give me a high five kind of thing. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> See, and he knows why I do it. Because the second I shook his slimy, slobbery hand, I looked at him and said, I will never Shake your hand again. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Granted, he was a preteen when this happened, and he's now like 16 years old, but still, he knows. I yeah. will not shake his hand. But that's like, if, if the person doesn't have the best hygiene, <laughs> maybe find another way to greet them. <clears throat> or go wash your hands immediately after. Carry see, hand sanitizer we with we could you. avoid that entirely by just cutting out handshaking as a part of our greeting each other. I am not going to be one of those people. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not. 
Because there's been a lot, there's been a lot of doctors who've come out and said over the years that we would we would significantly reduce the spread of the flu if people would stop shaking hands. I mean, I feel like the sure. benefits outweigh the what what cons really are there? What cons are there to no more handshaking? We are losing. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. <laughs> Gosh. I, for one, I, I am don't. not actually a handshaker. I'm more of a hugger than I am a handshaker. Yeah. Which was really difficult for me because the very first Sunday, you know, after this all started going down after the coronavirus mm. and things started getting crazy, we still had service that very first Sunday. But it was, you know, we're not going to pass offering plates. Right. We, um, at our church, at the very end of the service, we all hold hands across the, the church and have a prayer, which a dear friend of ours has hated since day one. I'll she, bet. yeah. She absolutely hates <laughs> the idea of holding somebody's hand. Um, but so they stopped that on that Sunday and, you know, just taking extra measures. And one of the things was try not to hug each other. And immediately I'm like, yep, not going to do that. <laughs> I just can't see someone that I know and just greet them like, hey, what's up? I have to hug. It's, it's ingrained in my DNA of who I am. Now, I feel like if you don't get up like in their face as you're doing it, a hug is probably safer than a handshake. I feel like a hug is okay. Because it's the palm of the hand that's really that danger zone. Yeah. Uh, the fingertips and the palm of the hand mm-hmm. is where all those germs latch on and then get into your face and yeah so if you do one of those fake like oh how are you doing like <laughs> side hug just over here keep your faces turned away from each other yeah Good to see you tap on the shoulder a dugger approved side hug <laughs> then we should be good <laughs> um i feel like fist bumps could be fine too uh... fist bumps feel unprofessional but i feel like if we did it more and more often which has been the case over the last few years. Like, it's becoming a more and more common thing. I feel like the more we do it, the more it'll kind of lose its, its like, Weirdness. feeling of it being, you know, a bro thing, yeah. you know? Well, it's since like, Big Hero 6, it's... Hit you. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's no, the thing. I love the fist bump. So, our church encouraged Howie Mandel. elbow bump. A Howie Mandel like, swears by it. Yeah, that's... Tap elbows. Let's just keep our hands away from each other completely. Yeah, elbow bump's weird. And I just ended up <laughs> punching myself multiple times. Like, boom! <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't work. Okay, I tried. I gave it a good effort. Gave it the old college try. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. What else could change? The... There's an interesting thing about, uh, you know, the the CW show Supergirl, the okay. Arrowverse? Yeah. They, the show started out really cool, and then it got canceled by, I think it was on CBS when it started, one of the one of the major networks, and so the CW picked it up and brought it into their fold, and when it came to the CW, every season started to get super preachy about things. And typically really liberal things. And anybody on the opposite end was evil. But this whole season has has already, the one that they're currently in, has already uh, aged poorly. 
because this whole season was about how technology is destroying us. And now we're at a point where technology is the only thing keeping us sane or together mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the joke came out really early on when, when people, when businesses first started closing, which was, now we're really going to find out which of these meetings could have been emails all along. And I feel like that's going to be something that we'll see more of, at least for the next few years. Uh, pointless meetings, not really happening. Yeah. Just disseminate the information, trust everybody to read it and understand it, and ask questions if they don't Yeah. on their own, which I also think is great because I hate meetings. It's <laughs> fair. We have a lot of meetings at the church that could have been email. Yeah. <laughs> Or a text message. What does everybody think about this? This, 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 this. Okay, we're good. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a it's not a hey, let's all meet for an hour, spend thirty minutes talking about something that has nothing to do with what we're meeting about, and then get into it for a really long period of time. Mm-hmm. Mm. I <clears throat> I can see that changing. Yeah. Certainly. Um, I fear that. Social distancing is just going to become the norm. That we're all going to be just kind of in the habit of, you know what, I'm just going to stay home. Yeah. And that is fine to a degree. But you also need that human interaction. You need... Oh, absolutely. Face-to-face, you know. Yeah, when, so it, when, it, comes me, to, yeah, when it comes to like family stuff yeah. and, and friends and, and things of that nature... We shouldn't be doing emails. Exactly. <laughs> email meetings. Let, let's meet with each other and chat. <laughs> Just no handshaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll give you a hug. <laughs> uh, let's see. The next few years, I think, are going to be difficult for vacations, vacation industries, cruises, especially. Because those were already known. Like uh, for those of you who haven't been on a cruise, this was something that I didn't uh, come to expect until we got on there, and then it quickly became like normal. But then you realize afterwards that how really strange it was. Everywhere you go on a ship, every room you enter, every dining area, everywhere, you'll see one of the staff there standing with. A spray bottle full of hand sanitizer or there will be a hand sanitizer dispenser there and somebody there saying oh real quick get that washy 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 yeah <laughs> and it's very i mean it's just very weird your your hand you're you're sanitizing your hands dozens of times a day on a cruise ship because they are known for if someone gets on and has a flu uh, you know, some sort of sickness, it's going to get to everybody mm-hmm. if they don't take drastic measures uh, to try and hold it off over the week. Essentially flatten the bell curve, you know, <laughs> on yeah. the ship for a week uh, like we're trying to do here for the whole world. Um, but yeah, I think cruises, I think those industries are going to be severely hit for a few years until the the panic that this this season has induced wears off. So we have two cruises booked. <laughs> um, we booked them prior to this. We have one in October and then one in 2022. So one fairly soon. Yeah. 
Um, but then one way out there. But like I said last week, we also purchased stock in oh right yeah cruises and, some and cruise lines. And we between now Disneyland still hasn't picked up, but between the two cruise lines that we purchased stock in, we've already made fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. So we made our money back that we invested. Plus an extra fifteen hundred, so I don't know how. Uh, you've got your avid cruisers. You've got your oh, people sure. that are no, like. Yeah. There will be people that go, but I don't. We're think, one of them. <laughs> but I don't think that I don't think the demand will be as high as yeah. it's been. Which uh, could be nice. Yeah. Because <laughs> that could just mean that the ships are a little less crowded. Right. Which uh, yeah, there, there's going to be diehard people who cruise all the time that are going to see this and go. Oh, this is a great deal. Yeah. This is the perfect time to cruise. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you should do it. Right. Just take a lot of hand sanitizer with you and be I, smart, people. But I, but I also think, like, flights, uh, I don't think they'll be nil, but I think there will be a lot of people who are just like, nah, we don't need to go anywhere where we're flying. To me, <laughs> I feel like flying is way worse than a cruise. To be totally honest, when really? it comes to germs and... But you're only in there for a couple hours, as opposed to being stuck for, like, at least five days on okay, a cruise. Okay, but you are in there. Mm. You are inside of a... a there's That's true. You can't go, like, outside. Yeah. Like there's can. no breathing air. You're all breathing the same stuff. There's no ventilation. You know, there is no washy-washy girl as you're coming in. <laughs> The stewardess is not giving you hand sanitizer with your drink and peanuts. Like, it's just... Maybe they will. Maybe they will. They, you know, it's a possibility now after all of this. Just a little, just a little tear-open packet of Purell. Yeah, right? <laughs> like those individual peanut butters, you know? You just push it out. Yep. <laughs> so, I, yeah, when it, to me, who is not a germaphobe by any means... At all, period. <laughs> Even when I get on a plane, I'm like, Ugh, I've gotta, I'm going to be breathing the same breath as all these people that I'm sitting next well, to. There's one thing for certain. I will never put on a pair of headphones that are in the back seat, uh, back uh, pocket of an airline seat. No. That is, that's where I draw the line with the germs at a, <laughs> in an airplane. Forget that mess. Ugh. I'm with you. Yeah. I won't use anything in my ears that someone else may potentially could right. have used, even if it's Absolutely. my husband. Absolutely. Mm, no. It's gross. Yeah. yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have, a, I have a pair of uh, wireless earbuds, uh, Samsung Galaxy Buds. Yeah. And there have been times where I'm like, hey, Deidre, I want you to listen to this. And I, was, I think about throwing it over and I'm like oh never mind let me unpair this and we'll play it through the phone yeah because i'm like uh well i mean i love you but but mm, i'll use your toothbrush but you're not wearing my (laughs) (laughs) right i've used your toothbrush (laughs) (laughs) never bothered me yeah bothered her i didn't ask for permission first but (laughs) i'm with you there's something about the ears that's just it's just gross yeah just Mm -hmm. no it's too much yeah (laughs) <laughs> yep uh let's see here i think that one change is going to be a lot more people using delivery like doordash and, and grubhub and stuff like that on a regular basis but not because they just don't want to go to a restaurant and get infected i think there's a significant portion especially in towns like our size smaller smaller towns that have only recently had this kind of move in, who've never tried it before. 
and suddenly they're in the situation yeah, where, well, the only way we're going to yeah. get it is if we get it delivered. And so they're forced to try and like, this is nice. <laughs> so they're going to keep doing it. I think that's going to, I think it's going to be a really good, uh, a really good jumping off point for, for delivery services like that now. We've actually used delivery less during all of this, which is crazy. Is it just because you want to get out of the house or what? No, I mean, I've been cooking more. Oh, you've just been cooking I've more. I've been right. actually, like, <laughs> doing what I'm supposed to do, apparently, as a housewife. and. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, um, one of the things that everybody's buying up in bulk is ramen. Mm-hmm. We have a very fussy, nearly three-year-old who hates a lot of food. He's very picky. And even with stuff that he likes, if he has it too often or it's been too long since he last had it, he doesn't trust it and won't eat it. It's a very difficult game to play with this kid. He's your kid. But the one thing... that No, he's far worse than I ever was. <laughs> but the one thing that he does like all the time is ramen noodles. Now, we try not to give it to him all the time, but every now and then we just reach a breaking point of, you've got to eat something. Yeah. Well... There's been no ramen for the last three weeks. And this kid has had several of these meltdowns where he won't eat anything. And so I've been going to the grocery store every, at least every three days, just running into different stores, hoping to find a packet or two of ramen. Yeah. And so I finally went to uh, S&S last night and running, and there was, the whole shelf was empty except one six-pack of chicken ramen just sitting there like this like the temple of doom where that golden whatever chalice or whatever it was was sitting up on that thing mm-hmm. and i was almost afraid to get to it to pick it up yeah what's going to happen like why is this still here how can all of it be gone and this still be here like it wasn't a single packet it was a six pack of these things this should be gone even the cashier was like how did you find this like it was just sitting there and nothing seems to be wrong with it. But yeah, so I was I was a hero. I texted Deidre a picture of it saying, get ready to kiss me on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> she was very happy. <laughs> yeah, but that could be another thing. Cook more people cooking at home. Because I bet there are a lot of people who don't typically have the time or at least don't think that they have the time yeah. to cook at home. And now they're like, oh, this didn't really take all that long or it wasn't that much effort. And... Mm-hmm. This food's great. Yep. Others are going to be like, no, I now I know why I didn't cook. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. <laughs> Cooking is terrible, and I cook awful food. I have had, <laughs> I, and I think that's part of it. Like, every single night that I've cooked, the kids have been like, Mom, this is awesome. And I'm like, you know, it feels good. It feels good to be recognized. This is why I didn't do it for so long, because y'all would be like, I don't want to eat that. I don't uh. like this. <laughs> Fine. What's in this? What's this green thing? Get over it. <laughs> I was like that anytime my mom uh, tried something new in a dish that she'd made like a thousand times. If if I was expecting a certain thing and then something pops up and something's a different color or there's something else added to it, I'm like, what is going? I'm not. I'm not eating this. <laughs> Forget that. No. <laughs> You promise this is this is a bait and switch situation. <laughs> that is Topher, one hundred percent. 
it just feel like always feeling <laughs> as if I am out to get him somehow. Like you're trying to trick me into liking more food. That's exactly what I'm not tricking you to do anything. I just didn't cut up the broccoli small enough this time to where you can't see it. You've been eating it for the last 15 years just the same as it is today. I just didn't have the time to chop it fine enough. <laughs> no, I, I get that one. That's a texture issue right there. You bite into a steamed piece of broccoli. Ugh. No. No. Gross. Yep, whatever. Gross. I'm just going to. Fresh broccoli, though. I love it. Y'all are still at your. <laughs> you have one more person to where you could be at the five person minimum for a, a, a gathering. So I'm just going to send Topher over to your home. <laughs> he can become your child now. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> just a quick story on that. Johnny loves tater tots. He loves all, like, potato things. Okay? But we haven't had the shape of a potato, like a tater tot, in a long time. Okay. He's had hash browns in this time, which are the exact same thing as a tater tot. He's had other potato dishes. But he hasn't had tater tots in probably a few months. So Deidre makes him some of these, and it's literally the only thing he's he's going to like in this meal. We just know it at yeah. this point. And he won't eat them. He's like, I don't like these. I'm like, yes, you do. They're one of your favorite things. We know this because you've driven us insane, and we have a very small list of things that you'll eat. So eat it. And we got furious. He's sitting there crying like we're we're asking him to cut off his own hand. And I'm like, eat it. You're going to just take one bite of it. You're going to love it. And you're going to want to eat all of them. Just try it. He's like, no. Oh, it's yucky. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, kid. You're so frustrating. I want to know what Eli does during all of this. Like Oh, he just watches. Because he's a a vacuum cleaner. He'll eat everything. So he just watches and waits for us to give up. And then he swoops in and eats it. That's what he does. And so I had to stand over Johnny like some like overbearing security officer with my arms crossed, just staring him in the face, saying, you are not getting up from this table until you eat five of these tater tots. And so finally, he just, like you could tell, he's gearing up the, the strength to do it. And finally, he just shoves one in his mouth. He's still crying. But he shoves a whole one in his mouth. And then he just kind of chews and he stops crying. I'm like, there. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. And I said, okay, you have to eat five, at least five. He goes, okay. And he ate all of them. I'm like, see, I told, would you just listen to us? Oh, <laughs> uh, it would have been so uh. hard for me in that min- in that moment as he shoved that one to not be like, see. <laughs> uh, apologies to our listeners with earbuds in. <laughs> you are now dead. Rip our listeners. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> you thought it was the corona that was going to get you. Nope. <laughs> Morning side hug. Took you out right now. <laughs> but no, yeah, that's exactly how I felt. I really did have to, as soon as he ate one, I had to, in my mind, go, okay, flip to flip to happy, flip to positive. Reinforce this. <laughs> Do not shove the other four down his throat right now. <laughs> that would have been me. <laughs> oh, man. You will eat all of these now. <laughs> but it is going to see how it is going to be interesting to see how uh, 
how our world changes. I'm sure there are going to be like more, you know, hoity-toity changes when it comes to like the economy and all that kind of stuff. But that's not fun to talk about. <laughs> Talking about daily life. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where we go from here. I kind of wonder if like teacher salaries are going to go up. I hope so. Like, yeah, again, this is why this is so weird compared to any other crisis we've experienced. In that, yeah, of course, doctors and and you know uh, law enforcement and all these are are still perceived as as you know heroes in mm-hmm. this venue. But at the same time, we're lumping together almost at the same level: grocery store workers and people that work in restaurants and things like like. It's so strange that they are now the heroes of our society. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I'm not against it. Right. I, I'm, I'm so glad that they're still keeping these places open. But it's so strange. It's so strange that the way we solve this crisis is stay home and do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> don't, I... don't leave your house. Sit there and watch Netflix all day. That's how we survive. That's how we save the planet. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just an odd time to be alive. I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's just because I'm the ever optimist or what. I don't know what it is. I, I really am not certain. But I have looked at this, you know, the past three weeks to a month, however long it's been now. Um, what is this day? <laughs> 5,276. Um, but I've just been looking at it like, okay, this is actually nice. Yeah. We say all the time. I, we're just too busy. I wish that we had more time. Why can't we just slow down? Guess what? We're not busy. Right. We can slow down. Yeah, We've been given the gift of time. Cool family crafts and projects yeah. and spend Walking. time together. Listen, and I am not the one that's going to be like, you have to stay in your house. Because it only makes sense to get outside and get fresh air for Pete's sake. Oh, Sure. It's just don't congregate. Don't congregate. Don't allow it to be a social gathering. But get outside and walk as a family. Mm-hmm. Walk your dogs. Enjoy I've seen a the lot neighborhood. More walking. Yeah, that's the thing. I drove through my neighborhood for the first time in a few days yesterday, and I was like, at least, at least a dozen families and couples, you know, walking through the neighborhood. And I was like, this is what it should be like all the time. <laughs> all the time. It's like suburbia. Like Pleasantville. <laughs> it just reminds me of prison. You're stuck. You're stuck in. You're stuck in jail, and every day for two hours a day, you get to go out for wreck, and you take advantage of that. You there ain't no way you're skipping wreck. You're going outside. You're gonna walk the track. Well, listen, life can be a lot over like those prison. Those razor wire okay? fences. <laughs> Think one day I'll be on the other side. <laughs> It is what it is. It's the times that we're living oh, in. <laughs> All right. Quick radio update. Uh, as as we've uh, mentioned last week, we got a new schedule uh, for shows. This 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 past week was the first week that we used it. Uh, so you can check that whole thing out. Go to backerradio.com, Click uh, or hover over the shows button. And there's a link for on-air schedule. That'll show you exactly what's happening uh, and when all week long. We are returning to adding music this week. Uh, it might not all be on Monday. It might be slow. Uh, the process is still a little slow with the new update uh, to our behind-the-scenes uh, programs. Uh, but new music coming. 
And what was the other thing I had listed on there? Because I didn't write it on mine. Old shows. Oh, game. yeah. Just a reminder that we we're adding our old shows, old podcast shows, to the Morning Side Hug podcast feed. Uh, there are before the Morning Side Hug shows. Uh, I'm trying to add about a week's worth uh, every day or so. So there's going to be plenty to binge listen to. Uh, a lot of that's, you know, some of it's time sensitive, but a lot of it's not. A lot of it's, you know, great discussion, funny stuff, games, all that kind of good good stuff that you love about the Morning Side Hug already. Well, we've been doing it for a while. So now you can go back, listen to some of our older stuff, and, uh, you know, kill the time. I find myself having an earbud, one of my Galaxy Buds, in my ear at all time. Just one. But I'm like listening to podcasts or listening to shows that I don't have to watch to know what's going on because I've seen them so many times, mm-hmm. you know, and that's been fun. That's what that's one of the reasons I really like these Bluetooth wireless headphones. It's a I resisted it at first. When things are all right with the world and you are able to go back into society on a more normal basis, mm-hmm. remember to take that out. Otherwise, you will be like my 15-year-old who just walks around stores laughing hysterically (laughs) at things that no one else can see or hear, and you begin to question, is this person sane? No, there's no need to take them out, because now they have them to where you can turn on, you know, the pass-through, where you can still hear everything that's going on around you, but you're hearing your own. It's really neat. It's, it's, It's a cool technology. I love it. <laughs> Everybody can live in their own little world and still be a part of the world. It's beautiful. Those are shaking her head at me, so I think we'll close. Coming up next, we share something that we love. We'll be back in just a few with more of the morning side hug right here on Back Row Radio. to the morning side hug as our show is coming to a close for today but first i want to share with you something that i love and this is something that um yeah is perfect for this time in our lives it is a new game from nintendo on the switch called animal crossing new horizons anyone who's played animal crossing before knows uh it's the same kind of mechanic. They've added a lot to it. I've played every version of it since it came out, and I loved it from the beginning. It's a very chill game, very calm game. You're just you're fishing, you're catching bugs, you're building houses, you're digging holes. It's really fun. Very, very chill. Um, but what makes this even more apropos to today is that this, this version of it, you've gone to your own kind of private island and you're building this into a society. And so you're essentially quarantining yourself from the rest of the world in this game. <laughs> and starting from scratch. That's so this, this, was, this is what would happen if you went into your bunker three weeks ago and you came out and everybody was gone. Except a few of you smart enough to bunker down. Now you got to build your own society. <laughs> now it's a really good game. Uh, like I said, if you've ever played Animal Crossing before... Uh, you're going to love this update. And if you haven't played Animal Crossing before, now's a good time to start because you got plenty of time to kill. <laughs> uh, That's fair. Have you ever played it before? Nope. Have you ever seen it before? Uh-uh. Oh, it's so good. 
it's, it's it's the anti-video game for today. You know, it's it's like everything's super heavy, super violent. You know, those kind of games, and this is just like a. It's more involved than a phone game, but it's you know it's still a chill, relaxing game. Pick it up. Time moves with you, so if you open it up at night, it's nighttime on the game. That's kind of cool. It's very neat, yeah. Uh, in December, you know, it's always snowy. Around Christmas, there's always lights on everything. Like they they put a lot of lot of effort into making it neat. When you're fishing, there's tons of like bugs and fish in the game that you're supposed to collect, and you put them in this museum uh, kind of thing, and. When you're fishing and catching bugs, there are some that are only available certain times of year, and they follow the real patterns of these animals, hmm. uh, or certain times of day, or in certain kinds of water. Uh, it's just, it's, it's very, it's, it's a smart game. Interesting. Really <clears throat> recommend it. Recommend it. Interesting. All right, let's close our show with the Bible verse for today. Bible verse for the day is Psalm one twenty seven one. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it in labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. <laughs> Stop laughing it's at me. It's been this whole day. The whole this day. whole day. It's a Monday. <laughs> It's a Monday. Thank you for joining us. There is a Backroad Morning Show every weekday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Mo and I bring you the morning side hug most of the week, and Bubba and Anna bring you church nerds every Friday. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Backrow Radio, and join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Backrow Baptist Church, by going to backrowbaptist.com. Our free podcast for the morning side hug has undergone some changes. We've added all the back episodes of the morning side hug from Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday shows of the podcast feed, and we will continue to do so each week the day after they air and as i've said already a couple times we are adding further back episodes from before we were the morning side hug of our original morning show just so you'll have even more to listen to so if you missed the morning show you can catch up on most of them the next day by following our podcast on spotify apple podcast or Google Podcasts. If you love what we do here at the Morning Side Hug and Back Row Radio as a whole, please consider partnering with us at backrowradio.com slash partner. There are several tiers with different rewards and incentives, but even just committing to donate a dollar a month will get you in our private Facebook group, The Scoop, and get you our private podcast feed, where you'll get our exclusive Throwback Thursday podcast and bonus content. That is it for the show. We'll be back tomorrow. We hope you will, too. Once again, I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. Remember that Jesus loves you. When can we cruise again? And if we see you around, we'd love a side hug. Bye!